Hi, welcome to episode 4 of Chuck and Tendies. This is the second half of a two-part episode previously recorded. If you want to listen to our opinions about the other PHF teams, just head your way over to episode 3. Clock, clock. Riveters. So the they whale ran riveting. back. It's true. They've been making some interesting moves. So the whale ran it back. The ribs tore it down. They have an entirely new front office, including a new president, GM, new head coach, and Ben Lahovey, although even Mosek is still the associate head coach. Um, my guess is that they did that because they wanted to have a female head coach, which is something Digit Murphy had said she wanted to do while she was president for Toronto, but hadn't been able to make happen. And personally, I do think that the majority of the front office and coaching positions in this league should be not held by men, but I also like Ibosan. I mean, they could be pulling a New Jersey Devils high Hiring a good head coach or you know associate coach and calling him an, calling the coach an associate coach and then if they do bad they can fire the other one mid season except that's not at all what they're doing and oh my god my hockey team's mixed up and coaching titles messed up I'm doing great why would you I don't say know what that I'm about saying. my team I don't know what I'm saying genuinely I had an idea and now it's gone it's okay that's why we don't do this live I'll no we that. everyone needs to hear that all right <laughs> okay there are only three returning players out of 18 currently signed players for the Riveters. And that is an insane amount of turnover. That's just so much turnover. If you bought a jersey last year and it wasn't for Packer, Babstock, or Coronine, sorry, screw you, I guess. They currently need two more forwards to firstly make four lines and secondly have the minimum of 20 contracts. I don't know when they need to have those 20 contracts by. Presumably it's by the start of the season. So we're presumably gonna get two more forward signings out of them so on their instagram they did do um a full team photo but it's kind of right the the instagram post where there's two photos and they're swipey swipey so it looked like they had a full team um i didn't count because i didn't realize i should have but it looks like they have a full hockey team i mean they only have two goalies which does seem a little bit low phf teams at least last season were big on the goalies i'm not sure how how many goalies will be standard this year but they seem to be low a goalie so if we're counting which I am. Connecticut has two goalies announced. Boston has two goalies announced, and we've heard that they have signed Katie Burt from Dan Rice. That is still not official, but they did try and make three goalies work last year to, I'm not going to say positive effect, I'm not going to say negative effect. It happened. Buffalo has two goalies and a third goalie ready and waiting, I presume. I don't know. I don't know what your like mentality is like. when you're, Maybe you're just like half asleep and then you see puck and you're like, oh, I'll pay attention. I don't know. Always ready. <laughs> I'm always ready. I love a good puck. It's it's so important. You gotta like stop it. <laughs> I love a good puck. That's the name of the episode. There we go. Um, Toronto has two goalies, I believe. Sorry, I've thought yes, about this. They way have too two much goalies. Today. They have they have CJ and um, what's the the other one? Elaine Julie. Oh my god! Yeah, obviously, I love both of those people. My brain is just off right now. I've been thinking about women's hockey literally all day. Gears are grinding a bit. There's some smoke. Minnesota has one goalie officially signed per Dan Rice. There is another goalie officially signed in Jenna Brenneman. And also on their Instagram stories, there has been another goalie sighting, which has who has been identified as Chantal Burke, who had played with the Whitecaps in the Beauty League games over the summer, which is a league for Minnesota players. Um, so they have... Also, another goalie signed practice. We don't know. Riveters have two. Montreal at the moment has two. So two goalies seems to be the name of the game. Some smart teams are being like, hey, we need more than two goalies. But the name of the game this season also seems to be 21 players max. So that's where we're at for that 
as we've established on this podcast, more goalies is better. We're, we're a pro goalie team, you know, not team. We're a pro goalie podcast. Um, we could be a pro goalie team as well if we, if we choose to become a team. I actually do for another time. All goalies, so. I'd love an all goalies team. Yeah. I mean, just, it's so fun. Just goalies. Goalies playing defense, goalies playing forward. Um, so on, on the theme of goalies playing defense and forward, at hockey practice, me and my goalie tandem, she's great. She's amazing. Um, we were doing a drill where it's forward and back, forward and defense, so you don't do different things. And my the other goalie, while we were taking turns playing in that, she decided, I'll just do the drill. And she just does the drill, like both as defense and forward. She almost scored on me. And the only reason she didn't was it hit the post. Like, she, her dangles were insane. Um, apparently, she did score on a girl in a pregame for a college showcase. Like, she is probably better than half of the forwards on this team at just playing forward. Walling goalie pads. It's insane what she can do with the stick and a puck. She can, like, loft it and everything. It's so cool. The goalie stick? Yes, with the goalie stick! She shot, like, top like top side um, top side blocker in the college showcase and scored. Like, it was, like, the pregame warm-up thing. But, like, she's insane. Before every drill, she'll, like, shoot a puck in the net. And she, she can even do a between-the-legs goal in goalie pad. That's awesome. I've always wanted a goalie goal. I want a goalie oh, goal. Still. Wrapping up the ribs with, you know, the least important bit of news. They are playing in a mall now. The it's American nice Dream Mall. Yeah. Second biggest mall in the country. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about this. It's a lot of questions. A lot of which I think might be cleared up when the season starts. Maybe before. PHF team's not known for, like, giving you details that you want. Like, um, as a Riveters fan, my take on this, and it's my turn to be an optimist, I picked the Riveters for my team because they were doing cool and creative things. It's clear that they're trying to build a fan base, which per Anya is hard in the New Jersey area. Um, but they're willing to do unexpected fun things to try and make that happen. Playing in a mall, it's a big move. It's very different from anything a pro team's done before. Um, it costs them more money than if they'd gone elsewhere. So if this goes wrong, it could be bad financially. And I think that's really cool. Honestly, part of the story of women's sports right now is that now is the moment things are taking off. Now is the time to invest and to try something big and see what you're going to get in return. Uh, it's not the time to be conservative and to do what you've done before and hope for slow growth. I really like that the ownership group, that the team is willing to swing for the fences on this and take a chance because now is the time to do it. Yeah, um, it's it's exciting. So I need to figure out which which of the um, really good women women's hockey reporters. One of them did it, anyways. I can't I can't remember if it's Dan Rice or the other one. Anyways, went to the media availability at at the mall and looked at where the seating was because it'll be also it'll be available for both paid like you get like seats or better seats and then just the free thing. So I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how much growth rib, the ribs get. Will there be a lot more new ribs fans after this? I really hope there are because like you know women's hockey. I want more people to talk about it with. You know, even if they're from New Jersey. Yeah, I would say the one really awesome thing about having the rink there at the mall is that they have that as their home base and it doesn't belong to any other pro team. So they're not sharing it with anyone. Like that is just for the Riveters. And I think that's something that's really unique about it. I think that's cool. They can be like the Harper Whalers who also played out of a mall, uh, except they want a brass bonanza because they're not the Harper Whalers. But other than that, they feel like Harper Whalers. I think of all the teams in the PHF, the Riveters are probably the team that's most like the Hartford Whalers, if really? I had to the rate Kinet- it. Yeah. I would say the Connecticut Whale, the most Harper Whalers. No, they're no. Harper Whalers themed. Definitely not. No, absolutely not. They're, they're so different. They're green, they don't look anything blue, like. White. They have a whale on their jersey. Should I go You're get reaching. my Harper Whalers jersey? G- give me one second. 
the Hartford Whalers do have a whale in the jersey. I'm give me a second. I'm going to go grab my Hartford Whalers jersey to prove you do it. I'll go grab my Connecticut whale jersey and we'll compare them. Oh wait, yours is right there. I am not joking. I own a Hartford Whalers jersey. Look at this. It's a whale. It's blue and green and white. Oh, is that whale it. even smiling? I don't think that whale's even smiling. The whale is named Pocky. Yeah, I don't think the Hartford Whalers would have a whale. The Connecticut whales name their whale's name is Pocky. The whalers very different vibe. I the think whalers it's closer to the riveters. Named Pocky. That's what their mascot was named. And I mean, the whale are whalers named. They're from Connecticut. I don't know, Corey. I think we're gonna have to agree to disagree on this one. Well, that was intense. You know, very important talk on this week's episode of Check and Tendies. Are the Connecticut whales Harper Whalers themed? Okay. Moving right along to the final <laughs> team. The team that has had the most change as they have gone in this offseason from not existing to existing, Montreal. I have no commentary on Montreal. The only thing they've done since our last episode is say what ranks they're going to. To me, it is in all of those ranks are in Montreal. They talk with Nick Suzuki. That's another thing they did, but um, Tara, you know, as our as our Canadian, what 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 is the ranks? What is the what? What is the ranks? Um, do you, do you have any thoughts? Oh, I feel that? like you think Canada's this tiny place. It's huge. Oh, I know. I'm from New England, so you've been to Montreal. You have been to Montreal. I haven't played hockey there though. Okay. Well, yet. I yet. I, I don't so know. I thought you, you might have an opinion. Oh, I'm yeah, aware I that things can be large. I have driven to the Midwest. It, it's, a, it's, it's large. A lot of land mass in Canada. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the ranks there, but I'll let you know once we play there. Thank you. Cheers. Oh, wait. I did have notes on Montreal. I just used them all for the last, for episode 3.0. But, um, yeah, I thought it's, and PHF Future Considerations also said this, but I said it first. Okay. It seems like you're not whole, salty though. No, not at all. You're not salty it's, about it. Okay. It seems like the whole touring the province thing was something that they did because they couldn't get a home rank. I don't think anybody goes into the season saying, you know what we should do for our first year with the pro team is not have a home rank and just go places and tour. I think it's really cool. I think it's making the best of a bad situation. I, I think it is making the bet like they did a great thing with it, but it does not seem as though it was what you would want to do. Core actually had some really interesting information about Montreal's home ring situation, which I will repeat now because Core is still thinking about the Hartford Whalers thing. <laughs> I don't have a source for this because I'm not sourced for this, but apparently they do have an agreement for home ring for next season and just That's aren't. What they said. That's what they said at the press conference. I would also like to have people note for the record, I am always thinking about the Hartford Whalers. My ringtone is Brass Bonanza on my phone, and I have a hat I wear before every time I do hockey, and it's a Hartford Whalers hat. I would just like to say, for the record, I'm always thinking about them. They're my favorite hockey team. I, I love them. I know, and I love them so much. All right, and thus ends the PHF team offseason change ranking a lot has happened there's a lot going on and even more will happen in the next six weeks just as the season ramps up so no doubt lots more. we're not done yet because there are other things that aren't phf directly we're gonna go a lot faster this time <laughs> Tara, that was an amazing face Tara. terrified terrified oh my god I'll, I'll screen grab that later um i can do that i, I... you can but should you Okay. Um, I, I think I should. It, it, um, so it was I, pretty good. It was pretty good. All right. So just released today, or at least Mike Murphy just grabbed it off of Finnish Twitter 
or Instagram or something today. Um, the EA NHL 23 ratings have been released. If you scroll down in my episode plan, the two of you can find them. That, I have commentary. But I'll let that, you comment. All this, this. Oh, right, it's this one. Jay, what would we do without you? Um, not much. Talk. Have a much chiller podcast, no doubt. What you see before you are four images of rankings that EA NHL has put out uh, for women's hockey. You may notice as you are scrolling through that they're all really they are, highly rated. This is why I have you. That's not what I noticed at all. It's great. Well, also they've no PHFers, but I assume because it's a national team deal. But like, yes. So the EA NHL franchise has in their game. It's in the game. There you go. Free advertising. Um, national team players from the IIHF top level competitions. Does that mean uh, your favorite team, Czechia, is there? It does. Uh, notably, as you go through these, though, you will see only one Czech player. Insane. Um, but mo- more specifically, they're primarily American and Canadian. You got some Finns in there. Occasionally. Three, Three Finns. I think there's, yeah, there's not a lot. So it's it's mostly American and Canadian. Um, and if you look at the goalies, so these are top 10 lists. So you have to have 10 people and, you know, the American and Canadian teams each only can bring three goalies to these international competitions. So all six of them are in the top 10, of course. And then you had to have four other people to fill out that list. So I'm I'm taking off the optimist hat and I'm putting on the cynical hat. I had a whole rant that I'm not going to do. But anyway, why do you have all six North American goalies when two of them, or excuse me, one of them didn't, one of them has not played a game at the international level, period. No no shade, but Kristen Campbell has not played in a world championship or an Olympics, and yet she is on this top 10 list. Uh, Aaron Frankel has played exactly 20 minutes, one period of an international game, and she is on this list. They're clearly not looking at NCAA stats or like SDHL stats or what have you, because of that. in that the case, then the skaters thing- list would be different. I would like to note is um, a Finnish goalie is number two. So they didn't go U.S., Canada, U.S., Canada, U.S., Canada, anyone else. But it's just U.S., Canada, and Finland. No, so I'm going to give yeah, you the benefit. That's Finland. Let's check. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But the benefit of my expert analysis. So what we have is actually the Canadian goalie who played the most games, a Finn. The American goalie who played the most games. The Canadian goalie who played the second most games. A check, a check, a, a person from Czechia. They're, they're Czech people. That's what my friend Czech who's Czech refers to herself as. There you go. Then in sixth place, the American goalie who played the second most games. Then a a Swiss, a Swiss goalie. Swiss. Another Finnish goalie. And then you have the American goalie who played the least number of games, and then the Canadian goalie who played the least number of games. They didn't do research on this. I'm just saying. That's all. Because if they did, here are some names that they... I'm not going to go There are no Swiss names they, goalies. Andrea Brandley, number seven. No, that, that, she's a Canada logo. She's a... They didn't even put the Swiss logo. Mm. She's, she's from Switzerland. She is a Swiss... She, My hotel room while in Switzerland, when the hotels I stayed at, I stayed at too. One was very near to the Swiss hockey, hockey headquarters, and I didn't see any women who are hockey players. She's going to cut a moment while I, while I calm down. <sighs> Okay, so yeah, Andrew Brandley is Swiss, and they gave her a hockey Canada. Breaking logo news: there. she's Swiss. 
It, Maybe that's um, why she was included in the list because they thought she was Canadian. Okay, she should be on the top 10 list. She should be. You know who else probably should be on the top? Again, no shade. But like instead of people who didn't play in the international competitions. So Lisa Jensen. My, my, Denmark. my Japan goalie. I can't remember her name, but I really think she's cool. She should be on Miyu that Masuhara. Miyu Masuhara, who is 20 years old. This was her first international tournament. She played six games. She and had a, she did the winning. A nine a point nine fifteen save percentage and so blanked Finland in the shootout, which relegated Finland to Group B. And all the Finnish goalies are there. How, oh, all I'm, the Finnish. I'm now, I'm now well, infuriated as well. But like two of the three. That's this. Yeah. This is anti-goalie bias. It is North American bias. It is excruciatingly clear. It is very annoying. I said I wasn't going to rant. I ranted. I'm done. I'm like sympathy ranting. I don't even like video games. Tara, any any more calm thoughts to balance out? Well, it was a, it was a warranted rant. And I think sometimes we struggle with when we're ranking goalies, just going for the stats or just going for goalies who are playing well on good teams. Um but when you actually consider the caliber of the shots that they're receiving, it's not always going to be the same as if you're playing for a weaker team, right? You're going to get shots from, you're going to get better chances. Um, you're going to get more numbers. shots, which are harder to save if you're a goalie. Yeah, like player. you're not going to get shots from the outside. It's not always the case. Like obviously there's still, like goalies on good teams are still challenged in some ways, but that is something that's often overlooked when ranking goalies. And that actually came up at, um, at this last world championship when one of the American goalies won the best goaltender award. And it's like, no doubt they're good, but like they also don't see a lot of shots because the North American teams just have so much possession and just don't like the goalies don't even need to be that good all the time. And it's like, do you think they even considered like any group B goalies? They probably no, they don't even consider group B ever. Okay. Yeah, it's unfortunately not how it's, how it's done. Speaking of American and Canadian players, um, the PWHPA announced their uh, team rosters for this upcoming season. Um, they had been pushing to get a league in place, but it looks like that's going to be for next year. So the Secret Dream Gap Tour is having another year. They are having four teams this year, still five hubs, but four teams, which means one fewer team of roster positions exists. Well, I guess it kind of in North America, maintained steady as PHF added the force. And we do see a lot of players who played in the PWHP last year who didn't make those teams this season. Some players did come from the PWHP to the PHF. Were there, We're any, players see... who... Sorry. Were there any players who went the opposite direction, PHF to PW? Or... I saw one, somebody from the Whitecaps, Mac or Michaela Lange. Lange? Lange. Yeah, uh, she played for the Whitecaps last season and this season is on team scotiabank so that is exciting definitely a lot more movement from pw to phf but there is movement in the other direction as well all right uh, so this season since the north american teams are not centralized these players are going to be in the pwhpa so it's going to be pretty competitive we're going to see americans and canadians playing together which from those pools hasn't happened in several years so if you like that sort of thing you're going to like this sort of thing and, you know, now onto important news um, in, in the poll I put out on our Twitter, the um, Connecticut, uh, are the Connecticut Whale Hard for Valley teams? We have 14 votes and all of them think I'm right. 
they are Harper Whalers themed. I mean, just believe what the masses. People think that you're right. <laughs> it feels good, doesn't it? It does. I like being right. It's, it's killing Jay um, right now. It's. I mean, people are allowed to have different opinions. People are allowed Rats to be wrong. Bonanza is also the Hartford Whalers goal horn song. Okay. Last news. It's not really news. A hockey card update. I know we all want hockey cards. We're all voracious. Yeah, hockey cards. In the cut episode three, Cor and I had a long divergence about hockey cards and how they're going to look. Um, so what's going on, uh, Upper Deck is the company that is had the agreement and the contract or whatnot to release PHF series of cards. The first series of cards for a professional women's hockey league in North America. I don't know what Europe has been doing. Um, and Upper Deck is one of the companies going through some supply chain issues. A lot of their other runs for other sports are delayed. So we will see what happens with the PHF cards. Um, there haven't been any updates per my hockey card guy. Uh, so that's where we are. You have a hockey that. card guy? I'm a hockey card guy. I'm an insider in sports cards, kind of. It's impressive. Maybe. Useful. It's really great quality. All right. That was the last of the news. That was the last of my extensive episode planning worksheet. Right. Um, Thanks. Let me okay. double check. Yeah. That was really great. Are we ready for the most fun part of every episode? My random question. Always ready. What's your random question? Right. Do we, do we have a number in mind or should I just like close my eyes and pick? No, nah, just close your eyes. No, no, Tara, is your number the same this year? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, right. then, yes, close, close your eyes and pick. Right. Um, if you could time travel, where would you go to? When is also the question. Where and when? Um, where and when? It's a great question for um, podcasts of queers. So, Oh, first off, I, I am a reenactor, so I have extensive experience wearing clothing from different eras. And, um... Hey, I am I bringing so. you some information. I hope so. But also, um, think about like w- water purification. I would like to go like at least after 1864. Germ theory. I'm Germ sorry, theory is important. but every time we talk about this with my family, my mother, who is a degree in epidemiology, always makes the point of germ theory. So I would say at least after the mid 1800s. So probably at least after, at least after cholera for me. So if we're going actually circle, maybe the 1890s, but not for very long. Yeah, I'd probably go into the future. I think that would be more fun than going into the past. Although the argument stands that at least you know what you're getting into when you're going into the past. Because imagine somebody in 2010 jumped to 2020. That would have been a really rude awakening. So That would have been so fun. I would go to the future, but... I would not know what to expect. It's a good one. Okay. What about you? I think if we're going, I think I would go back to the library of Alexandria before it burned down. And I would bring with me a bunch of scanners and a bunch of charging blocks that like were pre-charged and just scan everything. And How would you know which books they are? Do you read classical Latin or ancient Greek or any of the other useful languages? No, no, Court. I would just scan them. All I don't, of them? I was going to read them. All of them. All of them. All of them. Yep. What if you couldn't get to... back? Is this, do, can we get back? I, I don't know. Um, that's too deep. 
That's too deep. This okay. is a puck personality question. I don't think they expect the players to question. <laughs> yeah, me. I think we. I think we went way harder. I haven't seen this. I don't. I bet we. Yeah. Um, let's do another one just for do pick a fun one, Cora. That was that was thinky. I've talked so much today. I was I can't think anymore. That was too okay, thinky. Let's today. find let's find a useful one. Um, can you play an instrument? That's the entire question. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Which ones? Oh, that's kind of complicated. Okay. Um, I played in school, played clarinet and cello, and I also sing. Like voice lessons so that I don't sound bad. Tara, you? Uh, I play the guitar and I sing. But I used to play piano when I was little, but I wasn't very good at it. But that's something that I would like to be better at. Um, I, I have been known to sing. I'm, I'm not particularly good at it. Um, I do fife and drum, which is like the flute of our aggressive. And because my core is now paying members for like, if you like open up a conference, like fan, like it's private gigs. Like if you're opening up like a like a dermatology conference that happened. So technically, I'm a professional musician. Dermatology. <laughs> yes, the dermatologists of America. I played at the conference last year in Boston. Wow, that's something I didn't know about you, Cor. Pro- professional musician. I think yeah. we uh, watch out, world. We're gonna come start a band. Oh dear, the clarinet, the five, and the guitar. Have, we need to have a jam session. It will not be recorded. We, we promise it won't be recorded. You know, all... needs to see that. And that. on that note, cluck, cluck. Cluck, cluck. Cluck, cluck. So uh, if you want to find us on the internet, you can follow us on Twitter at checkin. So underscore 10 days. So that'll be C-H-E-C-K-I-N underscore 10 days, spelled the way you'd assume it was. Um, if you want to find more stuff about women's hockey, you can read that on Inside the Rink. And thank you for listening. <laughs>